Hi, welcome to the Founders for Good Bite Size Edition, where every week we'll be sharing a short clip of a founder chatting about a particular problem that exists in the world and how we go about solving that problem. This week we have Ali Fikeki, founder of Juno. After working in startups and seeing the poor benefits on offer, Ali set out to provide an employee wellbeing solution that focused on flexibility, allowing the employee to choose which benefits would help them the most. In this episode, Ali explains why traditional benefits packages don't work, why employer attitudes are changing when it comes to employee well-being, and how Juno are offering something new. I start by asking Ali where the idea for Juno came from. But my experience actually with, with what I ended up doing, which is founding Juno, was that you know I was really kind of fascinated by this, um, I, I suppose you can call it a trend, which I noticed, which was that, uh, you know, when I was wet behind the ears and, and knew in my career and my friends were as well, we, we all kind of had similar stories to tell. And that story was that, that they felt stressed and burnt out and maybe they didn't really work in the best kind of work environments and so on. And that kind of really baffled me, right? Because you had these very ambitious and energetic and excited people, you know, young people who were joining uh, the workforce for the first time and had all of these great ideals and um, had to kind of compromise them or were disappointed. So I felt that too. Uh, I felt like the the offering, the support from startups or any company really was just a little bit untailored. It wasn't necessarily very effective. It was kind of like coupons and vouchers and things that, you know, might be great as a cherry on the cake, but uh, not as a as a benefits program or anything like that. So I kind of uh, took it upon myself to to fix that. Um, uh, my personal experience, you know, being stressed in a job and having personal stuff going on outside of it made me think like, wow, wouldn't it be great if a company could actually do something that could genuinely support you? You know, not just here's a coupon uh, and Virgin Active is now 50 quid instead of 95, you know, or probably more than that. Um, you know, so for me, it was what if, what if parents could get childcare like that, like in a, in a click of a mouse? What if, uh, you know, stressed out managers can access therapy without having to ask their boss? And mainly, what if people could have the flexibility and the choice to make their own decisions? So that's kind of the seed of Juno, which we see three, four years nearly, feel four years later. Amazing. And um, before Juno, what was the traditional approach taken to like employee benefits and employee well-being? And, and then like, why, why were those approaches generally quite flawed? It sounds like it's really about like lack of flexibility. Well, I suppose to be fair and to really give the benefit of the doubt, I think that benefits and well-being and workplace well-being specifically hasn't been as much of, you know, it's a massive focus now. And in the last sort of 10, five, let's say five years, that focus has really been been kind of revolutionized, let's call it. Like people, companies have been a lot more conscientious. Back then, I think it was more a case of, you know, obviously if you're not if you're not counting healthcare, for example, it was more a case of it's a nice to have, it's a little bit of a differentiator, but if it worked or not, it didn't really matter. It wasn't fundamental, which it is now. It's much more important now. But I think the approach was wrong because, first of all, um, you know, there was a bit of a set menu that companies, you know, companies meant well, and I'm not knocking them for that. They meant well. And if they didn't mean well, then they wouldn't be doing it. They wouldn't have wasted their time. So generally, it kind of was a set menu. Hey, there's a gym. And if you want the gym, we'll give you a discount, which is a discount that the gym offered them. It's not like it's out of the goodness of their heart. Or it's a cycle to work scheme. 
or it's, uh, I don't know, uh, something very kind of very two-dimensional, let's call it. And what ended up happening for the employer is they weren't using it. And then you'd have things like Perkbox where they'd ask you to kind of take money out of your own pocket and to, to, to really get things that, I mean, you could find on the back of a cereal packet, you know, 15% off Toby's carvery or whatever. Like, who cares about that? Um, and frankly, you know, why would a company pay for, for that when they can find it for free online? So I think that all of that resulted in, you know, lack of utilization, you know, this sort of rolling the eyes of the employees whenever they heard of the latest uh, breathwork at lunchtime thing. And what ends up happening for the company, for the employer, was they were just wasting a lot of money and a lot of time. You know, they would bring in the yoga teacher and find that for 100 people, the 10 would show up regularly, if that. Um or they would put a therapist in a meeting room, which I just find to be very, very crass, you know, just to put, to put a therapist in a glass meeting room and say, you know, it's a, I always say the joke, which is like, imagine walking into a restaurant and then there's a firefighter in the corner. You think, why is there a firefighter? Do you expect there to be a fire? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. now, not to say that therapy isn't important, but, you know, I just think that the approach was a little bit, a bit kind of crude. And now, with Juno and all of the sort of uh, uh, companies that have cropped up uh, inspired by Juno, uh, it's all about, look, we're going to give you, uh, the employee, the choice and the flexibility to make your own decision. You know, we don't know what you want. And as a company, as an employer, it's not their business to know. Um, but you get an allowance, say that it's £40 up to £100 a month, which is part of their employment package, their, their salary. And they can use that on, on well-being things, you know, whether it's, therapy or food boxes or childcare or house cleaning, uh, that's up to them um, rather than kind of having to adhere to quite a strict um, definition. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. And, you know, it's definitely something that we've seen. I only run a small company, like less than 10 people, but we were struggling to find like a set of benefits that everyone really wanted. Uh, like it was really hard to find a catch-all and, and this is before I knew Juno existed. Um, but we ended up going for a, an option where um, they get like a 500 pound allowance per year. They can basically spend on whatever they like, but they still have to go and find it like what they want themselves, which is still an annoyance rather than having it all like pre-built for you. Um, come back to your point about like the shift over the last five years. Like what, what do you feel is causing that from a company perspective? Like you find just the battle for talent right now, people are having to, companies are having to be much better in terms of like what they're offering or is it more of like a retention strategy or? It, it really depends, right? So I would say that, first of all, the market has shifted just in general, in the same way that climate and sustainability have been focuses for businesses, which they weren't really as much as 15 years ago, let's say. So if we zoom out to 50,000 feet above, you know, above the, uh, you know, above the ground, you'd, uh, you'd see that societally people are less likely to put up with, you know, harassment, racism, toxic workplaces in general, right? So, you know, if you take, um, outside of the workplace, generally speaking, we are a lot less likely to put up with things that we're not happy with, um, or that is not right. So societally, we've changed from a very kind of high level, but in the workplace, first of all, you know, definitely it's just expected now in the same way that people are expected to have some kind of flexible work offering right not maybe not fully remote but there's got to be something it's just the right thing to do if you're not you're a dinosaur in the same way that if you don't have some kind of good well-being offering you're a bit of a dinosaur now what does that mean that means if you are a dinosaur then of course 
going to take you longer to find great talent and hire them. It's going to potentially be challenging to keep people because imagine you've got great people and they deserve, the, maybe they expect to work remotely or flexibly, or maybe they expect to have some kind of well-being, or maybe they expect to have a good workplace that they enjoy being in. You know, at the end of the day, um, all of those factors. Now, uh, from my own observation, I can exp- sort of tell you how what we've seen in terms of um, if you can pull together trends. What we find is that smaller businesses. So let's say you know, seed stage startups or agencies that just started. Generally speaking, and what we've found is that the the sort of the focus on well-being and benefits and support comes from the founders, the managing directors, the people that are at the top that started the business. Generally speaking, that's what we've seen. So if you take, for example, a business like, I'm trying to think now, um, Monet Money, one of our, one of our clients, startup Growing quickly, but you can tell that they put well-being and benefits at the sort of at the pinnacle of what they wanted to do. So that that was their differentiator. Let's just say. Now, larger companies, people that you know, businesses that have been around for slightly longer. Um, let's say they're between fifty and a hundred. I'm not really. I don't want to give specifics, but let's say a company that's been around for ten years. What they find is they've just seen the pain of trying to provide something that makes everyone happy. They've seen the pain of the admin. They've seen the pain of, and obviously why, why are they doing it? The pain of having to compete. They're competing with other agencies. They're competing with other fintech companies. They're competing with other law firms. And so they want to differentiate. And then the remote companies as a final sort of um, uh, use case is if you're a remote business, uh, it's extremely hard to get benefits right in all those different countries. There are different cultures, expectations, there are different laws. And so they come to us because that is just a complete minefield. And, you know, we're proud to be able to support people in over 70 countries worldwide and kind of reimagine what, what does an employee benefits package look like if you're remote? You know, it's not like you've got a gym down the road that's, that everyone's in an office and can access. So that's kind of the, what we've found to be the use cases there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really, really interesting. I think you touched on most of the points that I had in my mind. Like, I, I think there's a societal shift, like you said, of expectations. I think people are waking up to the fact they spend. I think I read like a third of third of your life is spent at work, and like work's one of the main causes of stress in your life. So I think people are starting to realise now. Well, actually, if if this is the case, I'm going to commit a huge portion of my life to doing this, and it's also going to cause me quite a lot of stress. And I should be getting more in return than just a salary and and maybe like a bonus and and like really basic hygiene benefits and actually I'm going to go to the companies that are going to offer me what yeah. I actually need. And by the way, if, it, if you don't count the other third, which is being asleep, then technically <laughs> half of your life is, is at work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, obviously if we're, ca- if we're counting from 18 to, I don't know what, what's the retirement age now? 75, a hundred. Um, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so let's chat about Juno for a little bit then. And you've already touched a little bit about what Juno do, but could you just give um, yeah, an overview of, of what it is you do again and, and, and how it all works? Absolutely. So the vision for Juno is to build a, a consumer brand in many ways, uh, which appeals to the modern professional. You know, imagine uh, Dice or, or, or I'm trying to think of another cool brand like Nike, you know, these are brands that, uh, you know, exist in a, in a they, they, they're bigger than what they do, and that's kind of our vision, which is that Juno is there to support progressive companies 
to look after all of their people, all of their professional, um, their workforce, essentially. And the way that we do that is by allowing companies to distribute an allowance, which is in the form of Juno points, which we, we, we is our little international currency. And employees will receive those points and then be able to redeem them against a marketplace, which has hundreds of high quality premium products and services. So Barry's Bootcamp, a Peloton, uh, you can grab packed coffee, um, you know, proper stuff, not, um, you know, stuff that you'd find on the back of a, in, in a, in a bargain, bargain, uh, basket by, uh, by the checkout, right? In addition to the marketplace, we've also got a visa card, which is a, everyone gets a virtual visa card, which they can then use for, uh, uh um, subscriptions. So for example, I use mine for my gym. I just put my card number on that and my, it just takes out the money every month for my points. And then the final one, which really is, um, to support people that are maybe in remote areas. So we've got people in, uh, you know, in, uh, remote parts of the state. So we've also got people in the Middle East. And as a Middle Easterner, I'm telling you now, card and um, card payments are not always supported. Um, and so we have an expense feature, a reimbursement feature where you can, for example, upload an invoice for a therapist or an invoice for a physio and we'll pay you in pretty much any currency that TransferWise allows us to. So all told, we've also got a community as on Slack, which connects all of our international members. For example, we've got a chapter in San Francisco, a chapter in London, New York, Barcelona, where I am right now. Uh, we've also got, you know, a private uh, group for HR admins, you know, people that are there trying to kind of solve other problems. So we're really trying to build a, a lifestyle brand uh, around this uh, that kind of shows people what the possibilities are uh, and also demystifies this benefits landscape. Because I think we've, speak, we've spoken to so many companies and God, it is it. It's just a nightmare. You know, there's so many vendors, so many different ways of looking at it. So we're trying to be the the, the business that kind of is synonymous with taking care of that.